Welcome to another episode of the Fuck Therapy Podcast. Today, it is my privilege, we are talking to Jackie Rees, and Jackie is an absolute superstar, a powerhouse of a woman, a woman that has overcome adversity, represented her country of South Africa in both biathlon and triathlon. She is married, a mother of two, a personal trainer, a nutritionist, and Jackie is going to help us navigate these horrible times where so many of us are locked down due to COVID. She's going to help us think differently, to grow our mindset how to focus on the things that we want to bring into our life, how to overcome adversity and challenges, to have a better relationship with both food and exercise. So enjoy this podcast. Let's get into it. Well, I am super excited to have Jackie on board today. So welcome, Jackie Rees. Thank you, Jamie. Thanks so much for having me. You're so welcome. Now, you've got a, a personal training slash nutrition business. I do. Um, and you're yeah. from Brisbane? Uh, yes, Sunshine Coast. Sunshine Sorry. Coast. Cl- close enough to Brisbane, yeah. Beautiful. And it's called the Butte Bod. Yeah, it's called Butte Bod. Not that Butte Bod, just Butte Bod. Just Butte Bod. Butte yeah. Bod. So, and what does that stand for? It's, it's a little bit, it's a bit of a tongue, twist your tongue a little bit, but Butte Bod. So basically just beautiful bodies um, inside and out. So it's all about mind, mind and body. Um, and it's Aussie slang. I suppose, right? beautiful bodies. Absolutely love it. Now, we typically start with a little bit of an introduction. So this is going to be awesome because you and I have only just officially met. Yes. <laughs> so we've been following each other on TikTok and your TikTok handle is at ButteBod. Correct, yes. Yep. And um, I've just loved your content. The reason that I've loved your content is because you are just straight up and down. Um, Your message is real, authentic, and the advice that you provide is accurate. You're not promising bullshit. You're not spinning bullshit. You're giving real truths. So naturally that resonated with me. So parking the PT aside at this stage, tell us a bit about you so everyone can get to understand a bit more about you, your journey, Clearly, you don't come from Australia originally. Australia. No, I've got a bit of a mixed accent going on. I'm from South Africa originally, so been in Australia for 10 years. Um, So people back in South Africa say I've got an Aussie accent and people in Australia say I've got a South African accent. So I kind of, I don't know, I can't win either way. So I'm just a (laughs) mixed breed. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, I was thinking if I had to sort of talk about myself and say, you know, where, where did this passion for exercise and health and, and mindset come from? It's quite, kind of interesting because you do have to go back in time and go, like, where, where did this all, where did it all develop? And um, it's funny because you wouldn't believe it, but when I was probably about, you know, three, four years old, preschool, you know, before you go into primary school, I was painfully shy, painfully shy, overweight, shy like unattractive I didn't have a lot of friends I I was just this awkward you know my I was diagnosed with selective mutism you know because right. people like diagnose things so selective mutism I don't know if you've ever heard of that one <laughs> selective but anyway, mutism mutism so I struggled to to talk because I was just so shy I was just yeah. so scared of being judged and so scared of saying the wrong thing 
So it's a bit, it's a bit weird. Like no one really knows that about me, except for really? my family. Um, <laughs> because I just don't talk about it. It's like, why would I, you know, don't really want to bring those, those skeletons out the closet. But it's kind of funny. Like uh, I look back and I laugh now. Well, I so think, I mean, things what, have changed. <laughs> what an incredible thing to overcome. Yeah. Well, now, like when I think about it now, I'm like, oh, well, like, you know, good on you. You did overcome that. But at the time, you don't, you don't really think about it. And I sort of think, like, how did I overcome it? Like, what were the, what were the forces that, you know, who was around me at the time? And, like, how did I overcome it? And obviously, you know, mom and dad. So mom and dad, like, luckily I, did, I have come from a really awesome, stable background my parents are still married still still in love which is very rare these days yeah it is um yeah but with with when the exercise the exercise and the mind thing come in was my dad used to go to gym every afternoon and it was sort of the only way that I could spend time with him and even though I was this fat blobby little thing that I didn't do any exercise really and it came down to like oh if I want to spend time with dad, I'm going to have to go to gym with him or at least go to gym with him, sit and watch him exercise and then jog or walk home with him. And that was where it all started because I used to struggle on the way to the gym. It was probably only a K and a half from my house. But it started off just with that absolute struggle and him always being there to motivate me and not getting angry with me when I was tired and just going, like, you're doing good, you're doing good. And it was more about, like, I'm spending time with dad. It wasn't necessarily about I'm trying to get fit. Yeah. And over time, I did get fitter and I did get stronger, you know, without me sort of intentionally trying to. And with that, it was interesting because with that, the confidence grew. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm actually able to, I'm able to run. Like it took a few months, but eventually I was beating my dad up the hills and I was like, oh, this is, (laughs) you know, it's amazing how that gives you confidence. Yes. So I think it was through that because I tried to understand like where did this, love for exercise come from and you know me and my mom talk about it now and she says to me you know exercise saved you it literally saved your life and it sounds a little bit dramatic but I do think like if I hadn't had that like outlet for my anxiety and for you know struggling with my shyness and like just being so unfit and and overweight and just unhappy in my own skin um I think it did save me you know, yeah. if I really think about it. Well, so, I don't think it does sound dramatic, um, probably because I come from a fitness background. So for me, it resonates yeah. really well. Yeah. However, it is one of those things that the first thing I say to anyone that is suffering from anxiety or depression or overthinking or any of those situation stresses, the very yeah. first thing I say to people is change your physical state. Yeah change your physical state just posture alone by you know depression anxiety fear which a lot of people suck struggle with overthinking creates you to be round-shouldered to hunch forward to look down right to to have rapid breathing all the well exercise does exactly the opposite it gets you to expand your lungs which brings your shoulders back to posture up well, that increases your testosterone by something like 18% alone. It's um, amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, And it's one of those things when you start physically changing your state, it then reduces your cortisol levels by about 20%. You know, it's the cortisol that holds you into those states. So, no, I, I think it is very, very, very apt that you say that it did what it did to you um, yeah. because it does. It does bring out 
you know, and it's not saying that you've got to go from one extreme to the other. However, through that exchange, I think it's perfect what you said, and I, it resonates with me completely. Yeah. So how old were you at this stage? So let me get this straight. You're sort of being with your dad, developing a relationship with your dad really got you into it, and kicking his ass yeah. is what turned you into the beast Definitely. that you are today. Realized, yeah, absolutely. When I realised I could actually beat him up the hill because there was this huge hill right at the end. What a dad. And it was just like such a good feeling. Like, and then yeah. that competitive side came out. Yeah. Um, and I sort of, that's when I found sport. Sure. You know, that was where I found, ultimately, I suppose, like you said, you did a lot of competitive sport. That was where I got into competitive sports. So what through did you the do? running, triathlon. So oh, wow. my parents both cycled. Yep. So I would see them cycling and I wanted to start cycling. Um, I started swimming. I loved running, so I sort of ended up just putting them all together. And, um, again, that just helped me grow my confidence. So it was, yeah, from being this shy, timid, uncomfortable, not really knowing, you know, who I was to just getting out there, finding sport, realising I actually had a bit of potential. <laughs> I realised, you know, if I trained hard and, and was disciplined enough, I could actually get somewhere. Um, yeah, just honestly, it's like shaped my whole life. So that's why I've just got such passion for helping people when it comes to exercise and yeah. Well, I think it's beautiful. So, so you're at a point there where you're sort of looking at it going, so if I can kick my dad's ass, who else can I be? (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Because your dad would have been too. Yeah, it was a, it's, it's always motivating. I suppose when somebody tells you, you can't do something. Or yeah. you've thought you can't do something for such a long period of time and then suddenly you realize you can. Yeah. You know, with hard work and effort, you can achieve anything. Yeah. It was, yeah, yeah. incredible. So that's definitely, so I definitely got, thank, got dad to thank for that. He doesn't, he probably doesn't even realize it, to be honest. I don't think I've ever even <laughs> had this conversation with him now that I've thought about it. And then just mom, mom was just always, um, really supportive about me being so quiet like she never she never judged me for that it was never like oh you're strange you can't talk she was always I don't know she was just always supportive she didn't think there's anything wrong with me yeah she thought perfectly normal I just didn't like talking to certain people I just didn't like my teachers at school (laughs) you know so Wish I wish I had it picked up. I, I, I spoke a little bit too much. It got me in a bit of trouble. <laughs> but I think what you're saying is so powerful. So many of the people listening to this haven't been so fortunate in their upbringing with the relationship yeah. with one or both of their parents. And it's interesting because we learn so much about, sometimes we learn so much about parenting based on how we either were parented or alternatively of the absence of the things in parenting 100 and i think that your mum to accept you for the person that you were is so pivotal and to those listening when you haven't had that and you've been beaten down for for things exactly like this this is where self self self-worth gets broken as a child yeah I literally get goosebumps because I just think it could have been the opposite. Can you imagine if it had been the other way around? Imagine yeah. if I hadn't had my yeah. parents. You know, I mean, you, I could have been put into a. You might have been a chunky pumpkin or, right now. 
<laughs> yeah, or they may have put me on some sort of medication that quite changed, possibly. You know, it's could have gone either way. So it was just honestly, it's just luck. You you don't know what family you're going to be born into. No, so, no. No, and it's one of those things where we can't, you know, there's nothing we can do about the past, but there's a whole lot of things we can do about the future. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And it's just focusing on those, like for me, it's just having that gratitude every single day because like, I never take it for granted. I never, I never ever do. I literally wake up every single morning and I'm like, think of all the things that I'm grateful for because it could have gone either way. Yeah. Really now I am, I am so glad that we preface this interview by saying we have just met. Yes. Because I preach practicing gratitude. Oh, wow. But anyone that's listening <laughs> to this go. is going, what the hell? That is weird. <laughs> well, in, in all of my programs, in the 120 character traits that I work with and that everyone has within them, I say gratitude is the number one character trait because it it opens up a whole new set of perspectives. Yeah. When you can be grateful for the things that by rights you shouldn't be grateful for, it is there that you learn lessons, wisdom, knowledge, and experience. Yeah. As opposed to just going, that was shit, poor me, bad trauma, bad trauma, bad trauma. Ten years yeah. later, you're going, bad trauma. But yeah. when you can look through gratitude, when you can, that's the fourth perspective. And when you can pick up the fourth perspective, look at a bad situation and be grateful, you start finding all the little things that you've learned, all the little things okay. life has taught for you. Because as you know, coming through what you came through, you didn't become courageous because your mum issued you with a certificate. Yeah. You had to get faced with fear and shame and had to convert it to determination. Then you became courageous. So yeah. I love the fact that we're resonating on so many levels. This is awesome. Now, I've got a feeling this story is just warming up. You're a triathlete. You're just dabbling your toe into it. I've got a feeling the story grows. Oh, I don't know. Let's see. <laughs> Here we go. Um, no, it, it, I suppose it does. It does. Um, so, tell me. Yeah, what did you, so where did you go from here? So, look, I had a lot of people doubting me when it came to triathlon. I had a lot of my parents' friends going, oh, Jackie, you really think you're going to represent your country in, in triathlon? Like, you don't really have the build. You're too tall. Like, you know, your parents aren't exactly, you know, they never represented their country. Where do you think it's going to come from? And it was like a lot of just so much negative talk. I was amazed how negative, it's amazing how negative people are. <laughs> and um, through that, I would just, like, take that negativity and it would just, like drive me like I just wanted to prove people wrong yeah. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing but it's an amazing it was. It's like, yeah I'm gonna show you yeah and um yeah I did did obviously end up representing um South Africa wow um for triathlon and duathlon which is uh I've not forgotten what duathlon was was such it's amazing you get to 39 getting old um uh, so obviously without the swimming so duathlon's just yeah. awesome you're running um yeah, and, you know, did a number of worlds, you know, flew around the world doing a number of um, different events representing South Africa, which was amazing. And, yeah, again, it just like, kind of fueled that passion for, for fitness. Um, round about that time was when we actually immigrated to uh, 
Australia. So when wow. I was just sort of starting to reach my peak, we immigrated to um, Australia. Yep. So that was in 2009, yep. um, 23 years old, me and my husband. Um, and it, it was purely by choice. I don't want to go into the details of, you know, South Africa, but um, basically just looking for more opportunities, better opportunities. Yep. Um, I'll just say one thing. The main reason we immigrated was because I just wanted to feel safe. <laughs> it was just sure. all about safety. Because for me, that's number one. If you don't feel safe, <laughs> if you don't feel safe, what, what have you got? So for me, it was just, yeah, let's, it's, you know, move. It's going to be tough, but we'll get through it and yeah. opportunities will present themselves, which they did. Yeah, beautiful. Absolutely. And was yeah. your husband a triathlete? No. So we, we're quite interesting. He's, he's like super smart. <laughs> and uh, I think he's, he's more of the intellect, um, but he is actually genetically, he's very blessed, um, yeah. is just a strong fit guy. He loves, you know, water sports and he is very active in other ways. Yes. Um, yeah, we, we're different, but similar. Right. So, yeah, yep. complement each other well. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. And you touched on safety, which is paramount so in everything that we do here safety yeah. is number one so if you look at the seven layers of evolution safety is first so it's <laughs> you're just speaking my language but it's the same thing when i talk about people in domestic violence in in yeah. horrible situations safety is always first and yeah. although you may have to travel thousands of miles and move countries. And, and it's going to be uncomfortable potentially. Yeah. To get away from that, to remove yourself from that situation. Yeah. So you come to Australia, yeah. then what? Yes. That was 2009. Was. Goodness, 2009 um, it was. So it's a good, good 11 years ago. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and again, can I be honest with you, like, fitness has always helped me in the way of you know meeting new friends and um it's obviously quite difficult to adapt to a new country um especially when you come from south africa and things are a little bit different um <laughs> just somewhat just a little bit different um yeah and it really just helped me it helped yeah me and my husband you know we got involved with the rowing club um in maruchidor and started sculling i'm just going on the exercise tangent yes no that's um, fine Sorry, I'll leave out all the details. But but basically, we had two children yes. in the time, um, you know, before we moved to the Sunshine Coast, and uh, yeah, it was a little bit a little bit challenging. But I always had always had exercise to sort of fall back on as yeah. my you know my me time. So it definitely kept me sane through pregnancy, kept me sane through just yeah through through everything. I didn't struggle. Luckily, didn't struggle with that um, postnatal depression, um, and I think that was all through through exercise and nutrition and socialising with, you know, like-minded people, sure. to be honest. I think that that saved me. Again, it saved me many times. This is the, turning out to be the, the, what do we call it? Well, this is, I mean, we were talking about um, earlier on before the um, before we, we started recording and, and you were talking about how you sort of got into the training and you've been PTing for about 10 years and then you got into the nutrition and your nutrition for five years, although you'd been doing it your entire life. Yeah. And you realise through all of that that you're going, it's bloody mindset that one need to get right. The rest of it is relatively... Yes. Easy in the scheme yes. of things, but it's mindset 
and I mean, just in the natural flow of you exploring the conversation, we're straight at mindset. Yeah. You know, mindset, everything that you've gone through and done and achieved has been through mindset. I, I talk about some pretty key things and I drop some massive bombs regularly that I think people, I don't want to say take for granted, but they sort of hear it and it's kind of like a cute saying that Jamie's, oh, here he goes again, right? I talk about focus and belief. Whether you believe you can or you can't, you are always right. Yeah. Well, your whole story, you talked about focus, you knew where you wanted to go and you looked only in that direction. And when people told you you couldn't, you said, I have bullshit, I can. Yeah. And you did each time. So we're talking about a, a chubby young kid that really grappled with communication yes. who, is, who, who went on to represent her country across the globe, now speaks on social media. <laughs> Changed. <laughs> Proud of her body, had children, is married, doing incredible things, and it all comes from this mindset. It's 100% true. No, that, mindset's not the yeah. thing that gets you when you're feeling a bit under the, under the weather to go and train that day. And you did a video, you did a video, I think, yes. almost on the same day or there or thereabouts. I posted a video uh, and I was out in the rain and people always ask me, Jamie, how do you stay so motivated? Yes. Right? So I did a post, I'm walking in the rain and I said, I am not motivated right now. I don't want to be here, but I'm here. This is self-discipline. This is not motivation. In fact, the motivation is now I'm out. It keeps me moving fast because I want to get out of this rain and get Yes. Yeah, isn't it true? Because yeah, I like half half leave there. Yeah, there isn't there isn't such a thing as just being motivated. Exactly as you say, it's all about being dedicated. And through dedication, you form those habits. And that exercise becomes a daily habit. And then you just wake up in the morning and I say, it's the same as I try and explain it to people. I'm like, it's the same as brushing your teeth in the morning. You wake up, brush your teeth, right? You don't even think about it. You just do it. And that's what I'm like now with exercise. I don't even think about it. I just do it. Correct. It's just part of my life. Absolutely. Okay. I'd love to hear your opinion on it. I talk about habits and you get so many people that say 28 days changes a habit. I call bullshit. I go, no, it doesn't. Change 28 days may flip the direction. Yeah. So, but you need to go through to 45 days to actually start creating momentum and then push through for 90 days before you actually change that habit. What's your take on that? I would say absolutely it could take even longer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because even now, after many, many years of exercising almost every day of my life, I still have days where I just think, oh, I don't want to do it today. <laughs> you know, I don't want a human today and be all responsible and go and exercise. Um, so you still have to use that mindset. Yeah. You know, even after years and years, you still have to. It's not necessarily a habit. Like I know that I should be exercising, so it is in my mind, but I still don't want to do it. So it still comes down to just being dedicated. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. yeah, even though it's a, a habit, you still need to, you still need more than that because there's still going to be things that come and pull you away and try and take you off your path. 
You know? Absolutely. Self-discipline will never be a character trait that you won't have to draw on. Yeah, definitely. It is, it is there and you need to have it front and centre and recognise that you need to do battle. But the habit that you, you create is that you don't negotiate with yourself. Yes, yes, that's true. Good way of putting it. So yeah. it's one of the things where you look at it and go, so many people ask all these questions and I go, it's just that your question's not the right question. Yes. It, it, it's it's look at the common denominator, what is going to serve you best, narrow it down to that, and if your habit is going to be don't negotiate, be congruent to your word. In other words, if you've said it, yeah, it's over. Yeah, non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. Because yeah. when it's non-negotiable, you're not you're not looking at your mobile phone to wonder whether wonder what the weather's going to be like. Yes. Because it's irrelevant. Yeah. It's true. So you're not, so you're, so not you're not checking your temperature and working it. It's irrelevant. <laughs> like yeah. None of it is oh, oh, I had true. a bad day. It's like irrelevant. Yeah, that's mm. true. That's true. Now that you say it, that that is probably how I look at exercise. It is yeah. it's unnegotiable. It doesn't have to be doesn't have to be the hardest workouts, but you have to do something. Absolutely. Because you're going to feel better for it afterwards. Well, I, I'm I'm a little bit mental and something tells me you're probably very similar this way, where if I've had to go into that negotiation at any level whatsoever, because I know what the result's going to be, but yes. sometimes your mind still goes, well, I'm going to have a crack, even though I know I'm going to lose. Yes. No. So I... I I've got, in fact, I'll spin the camera so you can see, in my office, in my bike. <laughs> yes, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so I, I will say, right, I'm, I'm going to finish this, 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 and I'm going to go and do 45 minutes on the bike, just do a quick spin. It might be the middle of winter. It might be pitch black when I'm leaving. I go, that's what I'm going to do because I need to get that in before I go and do a gym workout. And then I, I'm, oh, I'm, oh, I'm not going to do it. You know, I'm well, I'm going to always do it. But because I've had that discussion, I'll always bang an extra 10 minutes. And that 10 minutes at the end is always I'm now going to up out of the saddle, right, you're hill climbing for the last 10 minutes. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, like almost punishment. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and you know what? The, the thing is I love it. When yeah. I get there, because by the time you've done your 45 minutes and you're gassed and all that type of thing, and then you're doing five minutes or 10 minutes extra. And you're going mentally, you're going, and I get into like a boogie mindset where I'm up and and I I actually get full of endorphins and, and I feel that's when I feel the best. And I kick it yes. up the pace and you know, and I get off and I'm like, Yeah, there we go. I feel you. Exactly the same as me. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. I love it. So one of the reasons that I wanted to do this podcast and it was so relevant and apt that we do it now is because so many people are struggling with being locked down. Now, they're not just struggling with their exercise. They're struggling with their mental health. So I thought we could take a bit of a, a deep dive into mental health, into lockdown and into some solutions to help people navigate these waters. So yeah. I get the real easy part where I just get to, uh, just to. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully I can answer them. <laughs> but I, I really wanted to tap into your experience. So what are some of the things that you would encourage your average person, your mother of 2.6 kids mm. that, that's by herself struggling through this? 
Yeah. Um, what have you got for us? Look, I think when it comes to exercise and eating healthy and mindset, like for me, you really have to figure out exactly what your why is and you need to understand like what is it that's going to motivate you to to potentially wake up at six o'clock in the morning and go and exercise and want to eat healthily because if you don't have a an absolute why or like a driving force or like a reason it's just it's just never going to happen and you need to make that why something really really personal something that really resonates with you as opposed to like you mentioned earlier Oh, I want to look, you know, I want to look good in a bikini. I want to look really good in a bikini because it's that motivation of like, when are you ever, when are you honestly ever going to feel comfortable in a bikini? If you, you know, you're really uncomfortable with yourself, like let's get real, let's get like a little bit deeper and let's think about this. You're a mother, you know, you've got two young kids, um, you you're overweight you're exhausted you don't have the energy to play with them like you need to be an example to your kids you can't you can't just give up and just decide I'm I'm just going to be you know overweight and lazy and I just I just don't have time I don't have time to to look after myself because at the end of the day you've got these little eyes looking at you looking at mom you need to be an example to them because you know what's going to end up what's going to happen to your kids down the line and I, you need to think about like what is the, what does the future look like if I don't start exercising? I don't start looking after my health. What am I going to look like in ten years' time? Mm-hmm. Like what are my kids going to look like? Because they just feed off you, don't they? Like you said 100%. with your, with your son. Um, yeah. They do whatever kids, mom does. I always say kids don't learn from words; they learn from your actions. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And I've seen it. I've seen it with my girls. You know, so for me, it, it's not about looking good in a bikini. It's it's for me. It's just it's never been about that. For me, it was obviously about sport and performing well in sports. So it was always about performance as opposed to how you look. Yeah. Um, and I think that is just just so much more important. Um, so think about just like you want to be strong for your children. You want to be able to play with them. You want to like everyone's going to have a different why. Yes. Um, I was going to have a complete, I'm going to push my wand to other people, but you really like, do like a real deep dive, I think, as you say, and really think about what is it? Because if you don't have that why and you don't have that reason, you're not going to change. You're not going to change anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so many people are grappling with with trauma, with mental health conditions. And as you say, the bikini body is not what we're talking about here. Yeah. Uh, you know, your Instagram pictures is not what we're talking about. We're talking about really leading from the mindset, creating a shift in your life. And there's few things when when your life has gone down a path and so much has been taken from you and so much has gone in a way where it's it's out of your control. There's yes. things that you can control. And that yeah. is search deep inward and go, what is going, what, what gives me purpose in this world and start shifting your physical state. The way in which I say for people to rebuild self-worth, you can't build rebuild self-worth if you don't trust yourself. Yes. So in other words, if you can't formulate a simple plan and stick to it, well, you're not going to respect yourself. If you don't respect yourself, you won't trust yourself or have worth. So it's like you've got to build these routines. What better way than something that you 
can control. Whether it's as simple as, you know, I've done nothing for 10 years because of A, B, and C. We can't do anything about the last 10 years, but we can do everything about the next 10 minutes. Yeah. So what we can do there is set our mindset to create some shift and go, I'm going to walk end of the road and back. Yes. um, And that simple gold posts. Yeah. Absolutely. And it can grow. Now, horses for courses, you know, depending on what your capability is and what injuries you've got and what, what your health conditions are and what your environment is, understand it, but we can always do something and then it can just grow and grow and grow. Definitely. That's what we're saying here. Absolutely. So start with the mindset and then, and then if you don't know what to do and you're completely confused, because as we know with Instagram, there's a lot of bullshit out there, yeah. you know, buy this skinny tea and drink it every night before bed and you'll lose five kilos and all these unrealistic, all these lies, really. It's all just lies. lies. Absolutely. So just find somebody that you can trust. Find somebody who's a health coach or, you know, a nutritionist or personal trainer that you believe you can trust and, and ask for help. Ask for Absolutely. advice. Um, Absolutely. Now, People get their mindset right and they're going, okay, I want to create this shift and I'm going to start navigating my why. I may need some help with that and the right person will be able to help you navigate with that. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to start a little bit of a program. But I always go, there's a missing gap there. You've got mindset awesome. That's going to start you on your track. Understanding a few little exercises, good. Yeah. You've got to fuel the rig. Yeah. Absolutely. That's going to change everything as well. So what's some of the nutrition advice you can provide? Basic first step nutrition advice you can you can put out there for us. Yeah. So for me, I mean, I've got a few a few things that I talk to my clients about. And it's don't try and change your diet drastically. Um I would say you need to you need to make small incremental changes that are going to suit your lifestyle because I can tell you what you should eat. I could go, right, Jamie, this is your diet. This is what I want you to eat every single day without consulting you, asking you any questions about your likes or dislikes. And, you know, you may stick to it for about three or four days, but eventually you're going to get to a point where you go, I don't like any of those foods. I hate all of those foods. It's so restrictive. I can't do it. I throw in the towel and you give up because it's just too difficult. So you need to find something that is going to be sustainable, something that you can do for the rest of your life. And I say that because, you know, there's so many of these, you know, six week um, or eight week really restrictive plans where you're going to potentially lose a dramatic amount of weight, but how much weight are you really going to keep off when you think of, you know, the fa- failure rate of these strict diets is 95%. It's not mm-hmm. It's not a really good number. So um, it's a lot of consultation. You know, I would talk, spend a lot of time with the person and finding out what they do like, what they don't like to eat, and just making small little, small little changes and keeping it as simple as possible and keeping it, it as close to the foods that they automatically like to eat as it is. So sticking... Yeah, how do I say it? Um, yeah, because everybody already has a diet, right? We right. all have foods that we already eat. So just looking at that, assessing it, seeing where they're going wrong, what little changes they can make, um, and making it sustainable. Yeah. It's funny. I, I never use the term diet. I know it's yeah. a term everyone understands, but what does it mean? We're all on a diet. 
Exactly. But I look at it, I go, what are you trying to achieve? Yeah. What do you need to fuel the rig? That's why I always call it fueling the rig. Yeah, it's because it's a great it, way it depends. Of- Am I looking for weight loss and I'm doing that through a bodybuilding type training program or am I doing it through a, you know, um, am I going to reduce my calories and start doing it through exercise, high cardio, those sorts of things? Is there going to be a... It's horses for courses, but also to make it real when 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 someone's starting with a a diet of potato gyms and McDonald's, where do we start from there? It's and, and what you're suggesting there is okay, let's just start recognizing what you're eating, start yeah. customizing something so it's a gradual change. So we're yeah. not just shocking the system to a point yeah. where you because one of the things that happened, particularly with those that that have struggled with these things is they don't want to be set up to fail because failure is so toxic. Yeah. They they want something where I can go, week one, I feel good. Yes. I got a bit of a result and, and, I, and I did it. I did it yeah. is worth more than whatever the, the frigging scale says. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned the failure thing. That's really funny because I actually spoke, speak about that in one of my um, YouTube um yeah, a little video I did on protein intake, and I was saying exactly the same thing. You know, it depends where you're starting. Like, where are you starting? Are you a professional bodybuilder that's, you know, you've got six weeks until your show and you need to look absolutely perfect? Obviously, their requirements are going to be completely different to, you know, a housewife, you know, at home running after the kids, um, yeah. just wanting to be healthy. It's going to yes. be completely different. So it's a challenging question to answer because it is, like you say, horses for courses. It's going to be yeah. different. Um, but yeah, I would just say seek, seek advice um, because again, it depends on 100% depends on what your goals are and where you are. Yes. At that stage as yeah. to Absolutely. calories and how much protein and yeah. all the complex side of things. Yeah, absolutely. Because it does get really complicated, but you can, I think the KISS regime is the absolute best. And it's something that's sustainable. <laughs> Keep it simple, stupid. The reason I like it is I use, I really resonate with the stupid components. <laughs> that works. I like it simple. <laughs> yeah, everybody does though. It's just, we've got so much going on in our minds. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, without doubt, with the way in which social media is, everyone here is going to be clicking to see who you are, and they're going to be see pictures of you. And you are an incredibly fit person. And we want to put that into some form of perspective for people to say that you're communicating to people at a real level. And you look the way you look because you've done this your entire life. I have. So, and uh, this is years and years and years and yeah. years of hard work, of, of specialised training, of competition, of yeah. knowing what you're doing, of being qualified knowing. and living the life. Yeah, and just Even, know, knowing what to eat. I suppose also just trial and error as well yeah. because I have been, like I said, I was, a, I was pretty plump up until the age of about... 11 or 12 years old yeah and that's slowly i mean i was still chubby all the way up until probably about 17 years old yeah so i was teased and you know i was called chubby and chubby cheeks and all sorts of things when i was a kid so i know what it feels like um and i know sometimes people can 
you know, potentially look at people on Instagram and, and, you know, fitness freaks and say, oh, it's just, they're just blessed with genetics. I can honestly say it's, it's not, obviously genetics does to a point play a role. Um, but environment is, is everything. Your yeah. mindset, what you eat and what you do. And it takes time. It takes yeah. a long time. So it's just about being patient. And, and that's where those, those internal goals come in as opposed to looking in the mirror and like what you see. It's more about how you feel because you'll start feeling all those changes before you start seeing the changes. Absolutely. So, yeah. Really and, important. and I think it was really important to address that point because people will go and look at pictures and just go, oh, okay, wow, like she's miles. How am I ever going to achieve this? And, and you're not suggesting and that. It's not about that. It's not about that in no. any way, shape or form. And that, you know, and you're not selling it that, yes, do this fad thing and in six weeks you'll look like me. Right. And if they do, you'll probably go, what the fuck? What? How did you do that? <laughs> but, no, um, you know, what, what, what we're talking about here is some solutions to start dealing with your mental health, with COVID, with people are locked down at the moment. Can you yeah. exercise if you're locked down in the house and you don't have, you know, access to a barbell? Yes, 100%. So I... I'll just say that I've been training at home really since I had my children because started off just a little exercise bike, then it was two dumbbells and, you know, slowly that grew. And I realised, oh, my goodness, you can actually get pretty fit just at home with two dumbbells. This is amazing. So I've sort of like pride myself on becoming a bit of an expert when it comes to, yeah, when it comes to exercising with zero equipment to just a couple of little items um and that's what I sort of want to share with people because you don't have to go to you know some fancy gym where a lot of us feel uncomfortable I actually feel really uncomfortable I'll be honest with you in these commercial gyms I, I do um you can train in the comfort of your own home you can with yeah minimal minimal equipment it's it's 100 possible it really really is yeah yes. absolutely and and i really appreciate you exposing your vulnerability here because people wouldn't not for a second if they if they came on and just saw some of your videos see how you look would not understand that they go how, why is it you feel uncomfortable in a gym but you do and when you do your story and where you've come from, okay, yeah. it makes a little bit more sense um, yeah. because there's something when you've grown up a particular way, even when your body transforms, your, your mind, mind is still in the past a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's amazing. So, so if people want to reach out to you, how do they get in contact with you? Your TikTok right. tag, what is that? Yeah, so I'm um, um, obviously just at Butebot on TikTok. Um, you can get me on Butebot on Instagram as well, or you can just go to my website, so www.butebot.com, and you can reach out to me there. So, Beautiful. yeah, and you said you have YouTube. on my website. Pardon? And you said you have YouTube yes. content. Yes, so I started my YouTube channel probably about a year and a half ago because – I just thought it was a really good way. I have a whole exercise library on go. YouTube, probably like 120 videos of different things you can do at home. You're going to laugh using um, detergent bottles. No, perfect. Because <laughs> I thought, well, we're in lo- it was last year lockdown. 
And I thought, what are people going to do? They don't have equipment. And so, um, yeah, I put together just a whole exercise library of basically every exercise you can do at home using minimal equipment, and that's all on YouTube. Well, that is awesome. What I will do is I'll grab all of your contact details and I'll put them on the description so people can access it there anyway. That has been awesome. Um, Are there any last things you would like to share with people, a summary of mindset, nutrition and exercise that you want people to, to just to hear, just to cap it off? Look, I think there's um, like one thing that that I use it, I use it for myself a lot of the time and I think it might resonate with other people. Um, and that is stop seeing exercise and eating healthily as a form of punishment. Yeah. Don't see it as a form of like, oh, I have to go and exercise. I don't want to, or I have to eat healthily. See it as just like have gratitude for the fact that you can exercise, the fact that you can eat healthily, for the fact that you can make those changes um, because you've sort of, you've got the opportunity to look after yourself. So stop seeing it as punishment and see it as just be grateful that you can do it. Absolutely. I look at it and say, focus on the things that you want to bring into your life and not the things that you want to leave behind. Recognize that whether you believe you can or you can't, you are always right. And tomorrow is the first day of the rest of your life. So regardless of what you have done in the past, what you have suffered in the past, what you've experienced, what people have told you, because people live under the 40% line, never be held back by those things and drive forward knowing that it can be done. And Jackie, you are a prime example of that. So thank you so much for your time. Um, thank you, Jamie. Now, you, you're probably unaware of this, but I actually hand over, I finish all my videos with people saying, stay strong, right? And I hand that over <laughs> to the interviewer to the end. Perfect. With a big stay strong. So give us a little conclusion and give us a stay strong to finish with. And that is throwing you on the spot. <laughs> yeah, throwing me on the spot, guys. Wow. Oh, goodness. What can I say? Um, you know, we're all going to face our challenges. Life is not always easy and it's never too late to start. So stay strong, guys. Love it. Awesome. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you, Jamie.